0: Welcome to the Innovate Engage podcast brought to you by NEIC Instructional Technology
1: Department. The show where you can hear the innovative and engaging things your colleagues are doing in their classrooms. And now, here are your hosts, Lauren and Gabriel! Welcome to Episode 9 of the Innovate Engage podcast. My name is Gabriel Carrillo.
0: And I'm Lauren Snyder.
1: And just to recap... Our instructional technology department mission is to empower educators to innovate instruction so students have the skills to thrive in society. And our vision is students will find the value and meaning in the work they are doing.
0: That's right. So today we're going to be talking about the gift of time. Simple ways to tweak your workflow to cut down on the time it takes you to do things. This is something I actually feel really passionate about. Uh, after my son was born, it was impossible to continue with the same workflow that I had previously. I started looking for ways to streamline and save time while maintaining the quality of my teaching and the time I spent with my students in small groups or one-on-one. And as I began to implement these different time-saving strategies, I found that I was less stressed. I was more mindful when I was working with my students, and. I was actually more effective as a teacher overall. It was absolutely life-changing. So while these ideas won't solve all the time crunch issues you face, it should make things a lot easier for you. Yeah, and in the
1: spirit of the gift of time, did you know that most podcast apps, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others allow you to adjust the playback speed? For example, When I listen to podcasts through Spotify, I usually adjust the speed to 1.2 or 1.5, depending on the content. This means that it plays the episode at a faster rate so I can consume more in less time. And blessed with the gift of time. So pause this episode right now, go to your app that you're listening to this podcast on and adjust your playback speed to give you a little more time for yourself.
0: So without further ado, here are ways to tweak your workflow to give yourself the gift of time.
1: One of the biggest complaints we hear from colleagues is my Google Drive is a mess. And we've actually got some ideas to help you declutter that mess and make it easier for you to find things. So the first tip, if you want to call it, is cleaning up your Google Drive. And what we mean by cleaning up is organizing those loose files that you have everywhere within folders. And not sure if you know this, but you can have nested folders. In other words, a folder within a folder. You can create a unit three folder for math. And within that folder, you can create a different folder for each teak that you're teaching after you have unpacked those particular teaks and put everything where it needs to be. That way you know exactly where to find stuff. Another great tip is to add descriptions to your folders. Adding descriptions is just that lets you know what is in the contents of that particular folder, that way you know what is where. Adding colors to different folders, you can right click on a folder and choose change color, that way it's visually appealing to you and you know what colors represent to you and your system. Another great tip is starring frequently used documents. For example, there's a monthly report that I fill out almost on a daily basis and rather than me searching for that document, I can star it kind of like a favorite or a bookmark. That way on the left-hand side of the Google Drive panel, I just go to the starred folder and that document is always there. Another thing I like to do is everything that people share with me, if it's important, I don't leave it in my shared with me. I can actually drag it over to my drive. That way it becomes a part of my drive. Still shared with me, I might not be the owner of it, but I can locate it easier in my drive than having to search in the shared with me. When you're not having to spend time searching or trying to recall where a certain document is, you're given more time on task. And who doesn't want that?
0: I don't know. I actually really love that, given more time on task. That's huge. So kind of within that same vein, um, teaching during a pandemic requires teachers to make even more changes to lesson plans than usual. I know this comes as a huge shock to you. Erasing and rewriting your plans in an actual lesson book can be time-consuming and can end up looking really sloppy and be difficult to read, which is why uh, I actually switched to putting my lesson plans in Google Calendar. Now, hear me out. Um, This is actually, once you get the hang of it, amazing it allows you to drag and drop assignments and lessons when you need to make changes so if there's a last minute um, change in plans or you need to adjust your instruction to meet the needs of your students you're not having to erase and rewrite you can literally just drag and drop to the new day you can color code by assignment type or by unit it also provides a really great visual representation of the length of a unit for planning purposes and it is collaborative. So you and your partner teachers can both edit and view the calendar, which means it splits the work for you. If you guys discuss changes to your lesson plans, you don't both have to go make them. One person can do it. And then it will reflect on the calendar for each of you.
1: I never, I never thought about that. That's a good point. Another common time suck that we've heard from colleagues is a busy email inbox. Emails scattered with no rhyme or reason to organization, which can lead to missed emails, lost emails, or even just taking too much time to find what it is you're looking for. So our next tip is organizing your email with folders, rules, and auto replies. Regardless of how you access your email, whether it be through the Outlook client installed on your computer or Office 365 on the web, You can right-click on the inbox folder, and one of the options is to add folder. You can name the folder whatever you want and take it a step further by adding a rule to that folder. Rules can be based on a sender, keywords, or the subject line itself, or any other criteria that it allows you to do. You can have those specific emails go to a specific folder and customize the notifications for those rules as well. For example, if you want all your emails from a certain administrator to go to a folder named for that administrator or your campus admin, you can simply create a folder within your inbox, name it administrative emails, and and set a rule so that any time an email comes from that administrator or any administrator, that email automatically goes to that folder with a specific notification that you can customize. Another great tip is creating auto-replies. For example, if I'm going to be out for a specific conference, I can set up an auto-reply so that if somebody emails me within that date, they receive a notification that I set up. This way, if I do not respond to them within a specific time window, they're not going to think that I'm just ignoring them because my notification might say, I will be out on a conference between this date and this date, so I will reply back to you when I return at my earliest convenience.
0: So another thing we've heard from a lot of teachers is that grading digital assignments takes a lot of time. So consider auto grading with fluguru FluBrew is an add-on for Google Sheets that will grade your assignments for you. You can use this on responses from Google Forms and even the multiple choice, short answer, and numerical answer questions in Pear Deck. I know a lot of you are using Google Forms in quiz mode to automatically grade it for you. This is just another option, just another tool in your tool belt um, to help buy you more time and ease that mental load.
1: Speaking of grades, I've actually heard from various teachers that a large portion of their time is used for grading and putting all of these things into the gradebook. Remember, not everything that you assign has to be a grade in the gradebook. Assignments can be used to take anecdotal notes and actual data for conferencing with students and or parents. Check with your campus administration as to how many assignments per subject per week are required for your specific gradebook.
0: So even in a normal classroom setting, it's really easy to get stuck in a rut calling on the same students again and again because they're the ones that appear to be engaged. I can imagine that this is even easier to do when you're in a Zoom call and only see the same faces day to day, right? So a lot of people have resorted to using random name pickers, but they require you to upload a spreadsheet of your students into um, that website, or you have to type in all their names, and that's really time consuming. So if you have the Google Classroom app on your phone or on an iPad, you can actually use a built-in random name selector in the Google Classroom app. To do this, um, obviously open up the app. Once you're in the app, tap on the class, tap the little people icon, and then up in the top right-hand corner you're going to see an icon that looks like four little squares. Once you tap on that, that opens the student selector and it will take the rostered students from that class and select them in a random order. You can opt to call on them later, mark them absent or allow them to respond. Obviously, you would have to communicate that to them in Zoom, it won't notify them uh, through Google Classroom, you'll have to communicate this. But it will also show you how many students haven't been picked, how many have and how many you've marked absent. And then, of course, you can reset it for the next time you want to use it in that class as well.
1: That is something I did not know until you brought that to my attention. Thank you, Lauren. Sure. Some of the teachers I've conferenced with have mentioned that putting in comments and writing emails, a lot of times writing the same email to multiple people over and over can be time-consuming. Well, we have a solution for that. Use Google Docs or Google Keep to keep email templates to copy and paste. You've probably written the same email body over and over to students and parents. Why not keep them in a Google Keep or a Google Doc for quick access? This way you can copy and paste. You can create one for missing assignments, create another one for failing grades, and maybe another one for classroom successes and other things that you'd like to bring up to the students or the parents.
0: Yeah, and that's so great, especially like we need to remember to celebrate successes as well. Um, So as you know, we recently switched over to Microsoft Teams from Skype and everybody is still trying to figure it out and learn it. And so we have had a little bit more experience with this. couple months ahead of you guys. And so we can recommend to you a couple things that will make navigating teams a little easier. And of course, we'll cut down on the amount of time you spend in there. So instead of spending time scrolling through all of your chats or searching for a specific chat within the search bar, you can pin a chat to the top of your chat window. All you have to do is right click on the chat and select pin and it will automatically put it up at the top of your list all the time for quick reference. I have at least five chats pinned at all times. You can also rename a group chat. Um, So when you open the chat, there's a little pencil icon right by everybody's names. If you click on that, you can rename the chat. So when I collaborate with different teams of teachers Um, I named the chat, you know, seventh grade body system stations chat, or um, we did a collaboration with another campus. And so I renamed that chat. So that that comes in handy as well. And then you can also change your status in Teams. Um, You can show as available, busy, away, do not disturb. And so changing your status is a great way to communicate to others, whether or not you're available. And You know, Gabriel shared with me the other day when he sees do not disturb on someone um, within Teams, he's not going to message them because he knows they're not going to see a notification for that message and they might miss it. So that signals to other people, um, if you've got the do not disturb status, that, you know, it's not a great time to message you. They can do it later or they can send you an email. So those are just a few things that make navigating Teams a little easier and faster.
1: And our favorite tip to cut down on your workload and give you even more time is
0: Collaborate, collaborate with, with your, your ITS. ITS. We can help you plan a great lesson, activity, or even unit.
1: Yeah, and when we do that, we actually split the workload so that you're not the one doing all of the planning, the finding of the resources, the creation of the content, etc.
0: So what this means is you will have an engaging and relevant lesson in less time than you would if you were doing it all on your own, or if you and your partner teacher were doing it all on your own.
1: And we want to collaborate with you. We want to look at the year at a glance documents. We want to look at that interactive pacing guide with you. And we want to unpack those teaks that you need to teach.
0: Because first and foremost, we are teachers.
1: And we're all in this together. There are so many good ideas here, and you might be wondering where to start. Think of the things that take the most time away from instructional and personal time and focus on those things. Or think of the things that make you most frustrated and stressed and begin there. And of course, we always recommend collaborating with your ITS. They might even be able to help you implement some of these time-saving strategies.
0: And we would love to hear from you also. What things do you do to create more time for yourself? How can these things help others?
1: So make sure you subscribe to the Innovate Engage podcast on your favorite podcast platform to get notified when our episodes are published. And if you currently don't have a favorite podcast app, click on the waffle in Google Chrome on your computer and look for the podcast's logo. From there, you can search for Innovate Engage and listen on your computer.
0: You can find us on social media as NEIST ITech on Twitter and Instagram, Instructional Technology NEISD on Facebook, and Instructional Technology on YouTube. So be sure to follow us and check out what we've got going on.
1: Stay safe, stay healthy, and do not forget to take care of yourself.
0: Bye, guys. See ya.